Yes, it's me, Mike Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. It's the fastest, it's the friendliest, and it's for all the family. The Gas Shocks 116 Trophy and 120 Coupe Cup are the fastest growing race series in the UK, taking in six one-hour races and eight sprints at all the top circuits. Visit 116trophy.com to find out more and get yourself behind the wheel. I'd like to welcome to the Backseat Drive Radio Show a Frenchman who lives in England, but also a Frenchman who has a passion for vintage cars, uh, driving vintage cars, but he's also heavily associated with vintage revival Montlouis which is well i'll let freddie tell you but what i will say is monlui is one of the most staggering circuits you will ever visit and it is approximately according to uh, uh, the the maps on my iphone 19 kilometers south of paris freddie fro or freddie frott as everybody calls you welcome to the backseat drive radio show hello mark what exactly is Monlury. I mean, it's a phenomenal place. It's a banked circuit. It's from looking at it, you have four circuits in one, but it is just an amazing setup. It is. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, it was born of land purchased by uh, Monsieur Lamblin, who had made his fortune elsewhere uh, in 1923, and he decided that he would create Motor World. Uh, it was quite a few uh, acres of land and he started by building in 1924 a banked circuit, a bank ring, mm. which uh, could be exited at one end to uh, three of the circuits of different lengths. I mean, in a roundabout way, it's a type of Brooklands, isn't it? It is. It's exa- it, it, was, it was copied on Brooklyn. The idea was coming from Brooklands and Indianapolis, yeah. which were forerunners of uh, Monterey. So, of course, with better technology already, it was 20 years after uh, Brooklands, uh, he uh, made a circuit which has got a slope of 53 degrees so you are more or less riding on your side when yeah. you're on the top <laughs> of the banking uh, and, and that is all the uh, the, 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 the charm uh, of the circuit it's uh, uh, riding uh, on the uh, on the top track on the top uh, line of the the circuit is quite exhilarating and the other thing is if you read the circuits history it was <coughs> the location of the base of some phenomenal records set by different teams. This is back in the day when Citroën, Delage, Delahaye, Bugatti, with the very famous drivers such as Heli Nice behind the wheel, uh, doing absolutely phenomenal things, Rennie Dreyfus doing unbelievable records. And these records and these races weren't like the hour and a bit you see today. These were hours longer, in in fact, days long, Absolutely. The, in the 60s, one of the records was for a Ford Tonus uh, on the mileage covered in a week, yeah. day and night, without stop. Uh, but yes, it, it started very quickly, uh, and in fact, the opening race of the circuit, 
uh, involved an Englishman, uh, um, Parry Thomas, yeah. who uh, came with his uh, Leyland Thomas number no. one to fight against uh, Mistopheles, the, the, the Fiat, in 1924. Uh, in fact, the, the take that the race hardly took place because the banking is so rough that it shredded the tires <laughs> in no time. <laughs> so they covered a couple of laps and they had to stop because none of them had tires left round the rims. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, the because the speeds you could do at Moleri uh, were uh, were higher. Uh, people were very tempted, and in fact, Gwenda Stewart. Uh, was a regular uh, and and, and uh, Hawks, her husband, uh, broke records with Morgans, Alvises, and so on. And he had a garage there uh, under the under the banking. So uh, all the marks of regardless of which country they, they were uh, from were coming to uh, break records at the circuit, including motorcycles. Uh, in 1962, Velocet, uh, she achieved a 24-hour uh, record where they uh, nearly reached 100 miles an hour over the 24 hours. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, I've only ever been once. It's, it's a venue I would love to go back to and hopefully one day will. It really is a step back in time. It's when you're within the, the banked area and you're at the pit lane, you're back in Belle Epoque. The designs, the buildings, every everything. Uh, seeing a Bugatti sat in the pit lane, or a Delage, or an Amilcar, or a BNC, it looks perfectly correct. You, you suddenly think you've gone back in time. Yes, absolutely. The, uh, the, the access to the circuit is via little tunnels. Uh, the most famous one is the Jean Ridley one who was linked with uh, Alpine, Renault Alpine racing cars. And driving through that tunnel is like a warp, mm. a time warp. You, you, when you emerge on the other side, if the cars are already running on the banking, the noise that you get from that ball mm. uh, and uh, uh, the, the atmosphere, the, the architecture, uh, art deco of the control tower and everything, uh, and, and you feel you're back in 1924 all of a sudden. It's, it's, it's you don't feel like it should be in colour, it should be in black and white, it's sepia when you pop out <laughs> the other side of the tunnel. I, I couldn't describe it better, <laughs> it's exactly that. You, your vision should turn black and white when yeah. you get on the other side, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and that's all the uh, atmosphere because the, 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 the circuit was in fact abandoned mm. uh, for motor racing in the 70s. Mm. The, the problem of a banking, of course, is that as you ride at a hundred... Well, the problem is you tend to pop off the top, don't you? Because it's, well, <laughs> it's not unknown. It, it, it's never happened at Moray. It, it happened at Brooklands, but the, the 53 degrees yeah. actually tend to throw you back in. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, no, the, the problem is that you rely on the centrifugal force to stay uh, at, the, at the, the top. It means you've got no suspension. These forces become so phenomenal that your car is completely squat and it became unsafe because the racing cars were exceeding the 125 miles an hour that the car that the circuit was designed for yeah so nothing has moved um, the company that took over which is called UTAC is a company that is uh, whose purpose is to test cars yeah they give the European agreements you know for 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 each model mm. and so on and the test cars lorries uh, motorcycles all, all sorts of uh, vehicles uh, and uh, they closed it to the public, uh, so no, no motor racing or no even visit for enjoyment or anything was allowed. 
Now, the one thing you're heavily involved with is vintage revival, Mon Louis. Yeah. Uh, which is a gathering of, well, put it, it's simplified, it's a gathering of old cars and old motorbikes, but it's safe to say it's a lot more than that. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a celebration of not only the circuit, but all the old racing cars, mm. yes. Uh, the vintage revival, now why? Because between 1998 and 2002, uh, a stalwart of the vintage car movement in France, who was also very involved with the vintage sports car club in England, he was one of the directors, just uh, putting, I mean, they tend to work together. I mean, there's an enormous vintage car movement in England. Yes. And there seems at times to be an even bigger vintage car movement in France. I mean, the, the French love their vintage cars. Definitely. The, the big difference there is that uh, we still race in mm -hmm. England. Uh, the French, the, the legislation, the regulations and so on, uh, and the costs have become so frightening mm. that people tend not to use their cars. And that's precisely where the vintage revival, and well, the, the original vintage Moléry, who was organized by Jacques Potray, came with the idea. And because he was a prominent member in the VSCC as well, he invited English people. And to this day, the majority of the participants to the event are in fact English. It was like Le Mans, really. I mean, Le Mans, Le Mans is called the, the bank holiday, the English bank holiday that <laughs> just happens to be hosted in France. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, the, then the circuit closed in 2002 and wouldn't accept any event mm. of any kind. So, uh, but in 2011, they decided to reopen it yeah. for what is euphemistically called demonstrations yeah. you're not allowed to race mm. you're coming to ride your car on the banking and on the short circuit uh, for uh, sessions where uh, in a non-competitive spirit yeah so we call it has the anybody ever mentioned to the racing drivers it's non-competitive we, we try to avoid that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to see any racing drivers out we, on the circuit together who will not <laughs> see if they're quicker into the first corner than the other guy well we we we, uh, we, 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 we thrive on keeping them ignorant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it's all in very good spirit in fact and it, 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 we, we are always amazed on how, how well they behave yeah so um, we decided to revive the event mm. by inviting uh, what is now 280 cars plus 100 bikes and uh, a selection of pre-1919 vehicles yeah. that includes vehicles which are propeller propelled Yes. They are like wingless aeroplanes <laughs> who ride on the circuit, and, and, and it's a wonderful sight. So, of, of late, I noticed on my social media, there was a little appeal to, uh, to, to keep it going as such. I mean, the, the one thing we all know is people who race or demonstrate their vintage racing cars or vintage cars and enter these events, it is not a cheap pastime. <laughs> and it's one of those things i mean you, you could the organizers can only ask the entrance for so much money without the entrance thinking here hang on <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's very true that's very true uh however the vintage revival is in fact 
uh, run by an association, yeah. which is a non-for-profit, mm. and that is the whole difference. Well, there are. I two, think I've run my entire similar. business life like that. <laughs> <laughs> so have I. <laughs> the the uh, uh, so we're, we're not there for making any money and the way we, we decide on the, the cost for the participants is very simple. We are being charged for renting the circuit a certain yeah. amount by UTAC and we divide that by the number of participants and everybody, absolutely everybody, there is not one participant who hasn't paid his fee. So the more participants, the cheaper it gets, technically. Yes, the, the snag in that one is that we're limited to 280 cars. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, as many as we can cram in, yeah. you know, in any weekend. Because what we do is we, we allow each participant to have four runs. Mm. They're in groups of different speeds and different types of cars. Yeah. Uh, of 35 cars or 45 bikes mm. and we let them run for 20 minutes at a time on the circuit yeah which circuit so do you use because you'll use the banked bit we use so you use half of the banking and when you come to the end of the pit straight uh, you actually exit the banking mm. and you go on the two and a half mile circuit yeah so it's a three and a half kilometers um, and uh, it includes a series of bends which are quite challenging in reality mm. and uh, also in a desperate attempt at slowing them down a few, <laughs> a few chicanes yeah. which seems to have very little effect on their speed so I notice one thing you watch any footage of what you might call modern day Molloy and from the banking they're brought back down off the bank round a chicane and then they're allowed back up on back the onto the banking that's yeah. right that's which right. will slow them down somewhat yes and uh, one of the challenges is that one of the chicanes is in the middle of the half circle of the banking yeah so you're riding at 53 degrees and then you've got to dive into a chicane that is on the inside of the circuit and then climb up again yeah. uh, and that, that, that can be fun yeah now I mean the cars that attend how many of the cars that attend were there in period they, they were racing at Monley when it was shall we say late 20s early 30s are, are you able to attract a lot of the original cars that oh. attended oh yes we do we do in, fa in fact a lot of them not necessarily that car mm. but m the same model yeah uh, are racing at Monterey uh, I can name you for instance that one of the Bugattis that comes there came second or third I can't remember exactly uh, at the Grand Prix de France 1925 yeah and that car has been back to the circuit regularly mm. uh, and uh, we had a, an Alpha 308 C which in 1939 broke the um, the record for the speed on the ring only yeah yeah now I conclude looking at it and from when I was there a lot of the banking is is like as Brooklyn's was it's like concrete section so it will be a bumpy ride will it not or have you have they been able to smooth it out a bit <laughs> <laughs> well it was slightly more comfortable than Brooklyn's it didn't have those huge uh, jumps where you see photographs with all four wheels off the ground yeah. the, the famous photograph of the Bentley and Napier uh, but um, uh, so the surface is better however when you have no suspension mm. It doesn't matter how smooth as yeah. the, 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 the track is, you're going to jump and and, yeah. and, and, uh, and and be ruffled about. Yeah, indeed. 
what do you drive there? Because I know you have one of your passions, because <laughs> I see on social media, are cycle cars. <laughs> now, cycle cars are an unusual thing, aren't they? It's a lot of the time in certain cycle cars, the driver sits behind the passenger. Yes. And the engine tends to be a small one, occasionally just stuck out at the side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is that the correct description of a cycle car? Yes, it is, but th th there's also a definition. Mm. The, the cycle car was born of the, uh, both the French and the British government uh, deciding that to encourage people to buy a motor car, because we were encouraged in those days to Oh, yeah, unlike today. Unlike <laughs> today. Uh, they, uh, they created a class of taxing mm. where if your car was less than 350 kilos, if it was, or 500 weights, um, and uh, sorry, not five, seven hundred ways. Uh, if it was uh, two-seater only maximum, mm. and if it was less than eleven hundred cc for the engine, mm. you would only pay a ten-pound tax. Yeah. Uh, so uh, immediately, a gaggle of inventors mm. decided to create their cycle cars. So they are the most wonderful, varied solutions to the problem of uh, making a car go under its own steam. Yeah. And uh, some of them were successful and some of them were very fast. I mean, the, the model that most people will uh, realize is a cycle car is a Morgan three-wheeler. Yes. Uh, only three wheels, because that's more economical. Uh, it meets all the criteria for the tax. Uh, but with a decent uh, Jap engine, it mm. can reach 100 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> and trust From a pot of tea to TT motorbikes. From a classic English breakfast to a full serving of classic cars. Bridge House Tea Rooms is the Northwest premier classic car meeting location for cars, bikes, tractors, and owners' clubs. So, no matter what your automotive appetite might be, Visit Bridge House Farm Tea Rooms on their Facebook page or call John and Alicia on 07980 for show details and to reserve your own table and parking space. Me on the banking that is already a challenge. <laughs> and I conclude this harks back to the day when at one point France had over 200 car manufacturers yes there's not quite that many now in fact they've all been absorbed by one great big italian base well, but true. i mean the, the french could turn cars out like there was no tomorrow at one point couldn't they yes there, there was an area of uh, the paris suburbs called courbevoie and le valois perret which was nothing but little sheds yeah with bunches of five to ten guys making a car yeah and you could go down some of the streets where the subcontractors, the, 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 the suppliers, mm. were, were uh, making engines, mm. front axles, radiators and everything, and you could literally go do your shopping and build a car at the end. <laughs> so, and, and some of the solutions adopted, because the, of course, uh, with 1100cc you were never going to break the world speed record no. so you had to find an advantage to the car so indeed as you say my car goes a little bit faster because it's a tandem car the passenger is behind so he's not slowing you down by the wind area that he obstructs yeah. you know, uh, and, and all these kind of, uh, of excuses uh, there, there, there are uh, um, cars like the Lafitte where in, in effect you, you 
you drop the engine at an angle in order to change gear. Oh, yes. Uh, it has a, a, a transmission where you're, you're rubbing a, a sphere against a cone yeah. and by varying the point at where, where, where the, the contact is made you can have different ratios, yeah. an infinite number of ratios. <laughs> so uh, you saw that. Of course the, the clutch so, was... So Daff, Daff weren't the first ones with this peculiar... Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely not. Everything was invented at the time. Uh, so the, the, all, all these little cycle car, and that's where the revival Moleri comes in because uh, nobody races these cars anymore. Uh, and well, I get the feeling you have to be a brave man to get in one at you, times, haven't you? You're certain, well, I, I think you need your brains removed <laughs> first, but the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the fun is that we, because we're non-competitive and, and limits the costs, you don't have to have all the overalls, fireproof stuff, and, 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 yeah. and all that stuff. You don't have your car being uh, scrutineered and so on. We, we have a scrutineering for safety purposes, but it's a light uh, exercise and so How on. How many wheels should it have? And four. Well, it's got four right off. It's not four. That's right. <laughs> yes, I, come, go and fit another one, <laughs> uh, and, and, and then come back. Um, so we, we, have, we have all these um, uh, little cars which are uh, most of the time sleeping in a garage somewhere, who have the opportunity to come to a racing circuit. For them, it's the safest place where they can try their car and learn to drive it. Well, there's marshals and things like that, aren't there's there? There's marshals. <laughs> Everybody's going the same way. There's no <laughs> junction. <laughs> so, uh, and it's, it's quite wide. So even yeah. if you have a vague steering, you know, like many of these cars have, you, you can wander a bit. You, yeah. you, you know, you, you, won't, you won't hurt anybody. So, uh, and the same goes for people who have, uh, these days abandon uh, racing because of all the difficulties yeah you know, so and it's an occasion where they can uh, uh, not race but drive the car with gusto is what yeah. I, I would describe it as you know I mean, I, I, how, quick, how quick are these little cars the little cars uh, well the Morgan racers can uh, the, the the big guys uh, actually reach 125 yeah yeah they, they don't do it at Molly because it's not advisable. Mm. Uh, you, 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 you get into or else a, they a bottle out well before they've got there. Well, you, you know exactly the speed they go because the, the banking has got white lines yeah. uh, going from uh, going, um, higher and higher. Yeah. And in order to hold your position uh, on the top line, mm. you've got to do 180 kilometers per hour. Right. So that's uh, 100, uh, so no, not 100, sorry. Um, yeah, no, it, it is uh, 110. Yeah. Yeah. So you... Uh, if they're up there, they're doing 110 mile an hour. Correct. Yeah. Otherwise, you would be sliding down. <laughs> 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 but that, that, that's the fun, and that's why it's an event which is so good for spectators as well. Yeah. You know, uh, if you if you go there because you haven't got a, a vintage car, but you want to see them uh, in action, then it's well, the ideal stand place. On, if memory serves, you can stand on top of the, uh, the pit buildings. Correct. And you've an absolutely staggering... 360 degree view all around the banking almost yes yeah. yeah yeah there are a few trees obstructing one area but yeah but yeah generally you can see the whole of the circuit yeah so but as i said my social media tells me that you and your son rufus are well known for using your cycle cars here in the uk i mean when do you get to use them um, well, when he doesn't work for Rufus, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm lucky and retired, 
so any uh, we we are more or less banned off the road by the grit in the winter yeah uh, the cars which don't appreciate salty salty water so we, we we've got to be very careful with that so i would say from easter to november yeah uh, the cars are usable and uh, we're blessed here in the uh, in, in the northwest to have the ribble valley where yeah. there's very good little empty roads yeah so which would uh, be roads that the cars would have been used to really exactly yeah. exactly exactly I think the other thing is, from what I've seen, you've got to have a little toolkit with you because these guys enjoy <laughs> not proceeding periodically, don't they? <laughs> you must have followed us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, breaking down on the side of the road is part of the uh, of the exercise. Yes. Yeah, uh, they 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 were very simple cars, uh, but that that that's the attraction at the same time. I mean, my modern car, if it breaks down, and they do unfortunately uh, from time to time, it's the AA or the RAC. Yeah. With a minimum amount of kits and a bit of a, a experience, you learn to actually repair your car on the side of the road. Yeah. And most of the time, you get away with it. You know. I mean, the one thing I've seen with a lot of vintage and veteran car drivers is an essential tool is a hammer. Yes. It's a case of if it hasn't worked, we haven't hit it hard enough. Yes. Uh, 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 and a, a single sharp blow in the right place in, can, can, <laughs> is known to br allow the engine to sparkle back into life. <laughs> That's absolutely true. We, we had a rally uh, just a few years ago where we were in the Dales and uh, a guy had fitted a modern electric fuel pump to his little Morgan. Yeah. And it was an extremely hot day and he got uh, hampered by um, a vapor lock. Mm. And a, a simple knock on the uh, fuel pump with a spanner <laughs> revived it to life. <laughs> uh, where does this passion for vintage cars and driving them on a frequent basis come from? Well, oddly enough, with a, uh, a car that wasn't vintage at all at the beginning, my parents, who were quite, uh, uh, quite original, quite cranky, uh, bought as the family car a Morgan. Yeah. Was, this, was this in Paris? In Paris yeah. in, in 1968 mm. and uh, the journey backwards started there. Mm. We enjoyed it so much that we bought more Morgans and more older Morgans. We didn't renew it by a modern one we would look you for previous model and yes until my, fa my, my father acquired uh, a three-wheeler. Yeah. But we 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 got all the models. Until it was a case, we can't go any older. They didn't build them after that. They hadn't started building them then. <laughs> no, that's right. The, we we we'd gone back to a 1947 model. So after that, we had to go pre-war. Yeah. So we bought a 1921 three-wheeler. Mm. Uh, and uh, and then I got married. I moved to England, and I started uh, working, and uh, I started looking for more vintage cars. Yeah, it's it's a virus, and uh, and there's no cure. <laughs> so is it still Morgan? What else have you got? No, uh, if you don't mind me asking. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, so we went backwards uh, by buying a 1925 Amilcar, uh, built in Paris. Built in Paris, absolutely, uh, and uh, the car was—it's uh, a voiturette. It's far too heavy to be classed as a cycle car, but it was a little sports car of the days. It's a two-seater, uh, no, no hood, no, no, no uh, side windows mm. or anything like that, uh, and it's got a little um, 1100cc four-cylinder engine. Yeah, so quite quite slow. It can only do 65 yeah. flat out. 
and you don't really want to ride, ride at those speeds because <laughs> they, they become a little bit difficult. Uh, but a, a very, very good light car at the time yeah. and a good quality, good, good build. Yeah. So I bought that. Then the opportunity came through a friend to buy a little baby Peugeot, mm. uh, a 1913 car. Mm. Uh, that is a car that remained famous because it saved its designer, who was Ettore Bugatti. I was just going to say it was the, it was a, a car designed by Bugatti. Exactly. Much to everybody's surprise. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he, he, he designed it and then realized that the tooling that he acquired to make cars at Molsheim in Alsace uh, was wrong for making a lot of little cars. Yeah. So he wanted into going to a, a, the upper market mm. of luxury cars yeah. and, and sports cars. Uh, so he sold his license at a time where he was financially extreme in, in extreme difficulty. And the last minute, at the last hour, he managed to sell his license to Peugeot, yeah. who was looking for a mass-produced car. And between 13 and 14, just before the First World War, they managed to produce 3,000 cars which at the time was an enormous was quantity a phenomenal of quantity. Phenomenal quantity. They'd never produced as many models as that yeah. before. So, uh, and uh, we're lucky, about a hundred have survived. Yeah. So, and... Uh, One of which, um, is memory serves, sits in the Bugatti Trust down at Prescott, does that, it not? That is correct. The, uh, the, 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 the chairman of the Bugatti Trust actually owns that car. Oh! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, what, what's the as a Frenchman? What's the fashion? What's the passion for a Morgan? Because there's a lot of French cars to choose from. Well, the, it, little funny anecdote there. Uh, my mother had bought my uh, her father's four uh, CV Renault, mm. and the car was on its last legs a few years later. And my father said, uh, well, we need to replace the car. I've had the word with the garage and they say they can't do anything this time. So because I've got a company car, you can have the car you want. Yeah. We, we've got the money, you, you, you buy. Well, I want a car with a long bonnet and a leather strap to hold it down. Now, we did explain in 1968 that nobody did uh, <laughs> any cars like that anymore. <laughs> she was thinking she was Rita Hayworth and yeah. the Duesenberg, you know. So. Uh, but my brother, who was the, the, the car petrol head, uh, said, well, they do, actually, there's the Morgan. Mm. And, uh, and that year, Morgan was in extreme difficulty. The American market, which represented 50% of their sales at mm. the time, uh, had introduced the new uh, laws of uh, emissions mm. and um, accident. And... Uh, banned the Morgan from being sold in the US. Oh. So out of the 600 cars they were making, 300 were coming for sale. Yeah. So the Paris agent said, well, you can send me as many as you want. Mm. They lowered the price, they exhibited at the Paris Motor Show where we attended, and we bought one of the cars. Yeah. For, at the time, the price of the uh, Morris Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> So the passion for Morgans and British cars was born there? Was born there and then, yes. Only because you were still making cars with a leather strap. <laughs> <laughs> 
And very quickly, my brother and I got our driving license, and my parents were generous enough to let, let us drive the car wherever we wanted. Yeah. We, we, we did trips to Yugoslavia, we were going uh, to the uh, Alpine ski resorts with it, and so on. It was the everyday car. Yeah. We, we drove it absolutely every day. And, uh, and but the Parisians will think you were all extremely eccentric. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they still do. <laughs> do you own a French car? Uh, no. Uh, my, my regular car is a, is a, uh, a German one. But, uh, but the, oddly enough, the... Uh, the three cars I own are French yeah. originally because the 1921 car is in fact a Darmon and Darmon was a guy who was building the Morgans under license in oh. Paris. Oh right. Yes. So he was even buying the chassis yeah. from from uh, from England. They were being imported but on that he was putting his own engine, he was putting his own bodies and, yeah. and, and wheels and so on. So uh, but he, he always referred to Morgan as the make of the car. Yeah. He only claimed to be the, con the, the, the constructor. Vintage Revival Montlhoy, how often does it happen and how can people get involved and how can they make their little donation to make sure it continues? That would be very nice. Uh, the Vintage Revival is every two years, so it's just taken place this year. Uh, it is always uh, on the first half of May. Yeah. Uh, so it will be May 2024 next time, which happens to be the centenary of the circuit. Yeah. By the way, so, so it'll be a bigger extra, extra, extra celebrations. That's right. Uh, to get involved, there, there's several ways. I mean, either you want to participate. In this case, you go on the uh, website and uh, apply, uh, fill in a request. You need to have a car uh, which is a sports or race car from. Uh, the, bit, the dawn of motoring to 1940. Yeah, and you uh, or you want to be a spectator, and mm. you'll be more more than welcome there. Uh, we uh, you you can again go on the website and buy your tickets from there uh, to participate. It's only 20 euro for the weekend per person or 15 euro a day. Yeah, it, there might be a small increase. We don't know yet. It's it's not been fixed yet. Uh, or you can even help us a little bit better and uh, go on the uh, Vintage Revival Moiri website yeah. and uh, become a member of the association. Right. Uh, or make a, a small donation or even a big one if you yeah. want. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the website? The website is Vintage Revival uh, dot FR. Yeah. Vi vintage hyphen Revival dot FR. Yeah. Yeah. But if you put revival, um, uh, vintage revival, Moleri yeah. on a search engine, it will guide you there anyway. Freddie Frott, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Thank you very much for having me. Price never beaten on service. Whether it's cars, bikes, or commercials, 
Hoddy Tyres are the best in the business, and when it comes to tyre expertise and advice, to supplying the correct tyres for your vehicle's specific requirements, nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Hoddy Tyres team. So give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytyres.co.uk. Thank you.